Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Tall, like I'm on my tiptoes, baby. You think a little too small. I got big goals, baby. Hey, where the money at? Look, I just What's going on, everybody? Welcome into this, uh, I guess, emergency uh, rapid reaction Blazers Edge Pod. I had planned to record. Uh, this is obviously Friday night, it's about 10 30 night. Uh, I was planning on recording a little bit earlier, had some stuff come up, and I'm kind of glad it did because that podcast would have been uh, utterly useless uh, an hour and a half later. Uh, at this point in time, Terry Stotts has been relieved of his job. We'll start there, and then we'll kind of move forward with the uh, coaching selections. We've seen uh, both Woj break a list out of candidates and Damian Lillard go to Chris Haynes, as well as Jason Quick and Sh- Shamstrania. So we'll kind of tackle it piece by piece. Um, I had planned, like I said, to do a, a end-of-season kind of review I was wondering if they were going to do an immediate termination of Terry Stotts or uh, if they were going to – I jokingly said they do a Friday news dump. They did a Friday news dump. <laughs> like, it's kind of getting predictable at this point in time. Uh, the Lakers uh, got eliminated. They had their exit interviews. The Blazers got eliminated. We don't get exit interviews. So, um, the Blazers just kind of going standard operating procedure with controlling the narrative around stuff, which is is frustrating as hell, but that's neither here nor there. So let's, talk, let's start with the Terry Stott stuff. Um, thank you, for first of all, to everybody who got questions in. Uh, um, anybody who asked about Stott, I'm kind of like rolling it up together on some more particular stuff. I'll probably address that in the next podcast. Uh, but for this one, we're just going to hit on um, top-level stuff with Stott's, uh, who, what, when, where, why, quick autopsy, um, and then move forward with kind of where things are right now and where we kind of expect things to end up, right? So... Um, Let's get into it real quick. The the Trailblazers find thoughts, um, and I think that was probably decided close to two months ago. Everybody kept asking me, you know, you think it's going to happen? I just kept saying, yeah, it's probably going to happen. It's probably going to happen. The belief has been for for months that he was done, barring a out of this world epic run. And the Blazers never had that in them. They played they played maybe their best basketball for twelve games, and then they decided that was enough. Um. Stotts definitely deserves his share of the blame this season. I, the the COVID year last year when everybody was losing their mind, the hashtag fire Stotts, children fired up. All that stuff was just like, if, if you're looking at coaching right now with that disaster piece of a roster, I, I'm just not going to take you seriously. This time, being healthy, and I, I said it, God, I don't even know how many times, when CJ and Nurk got hurt, listen, they come back and they still look like trash. It doesn't matter. You, you've got to make a change because at that point in time, you've probably lost the locker room. And that's something I've always stood by, the whole idea of you know, people out there throwing around that I'm a Stotts apologist, which is, if you've ever listened to me, is borderline hilarious. Um, it's There's a lot that goes on when you're talking about a coach. Like the difference between a good coach and a bad coach, it bears itself out in more than just wins and losses. 
I don't think coaching has as big uh, – tell me if you heard this before. I don't think coaching has as big of an impact as people think it does, but I think it can be more detrimental than it can be helpful. And by that, like bad coaches can drag things down. Like think, you know, um, Boylan in Chicago or Beeline in Cleveland or these coaches that come in and they get run out of town immediately. It's because they don't get buy-in. They don't get their players' respect. They don't – have a good relationship or they don't have the, the cred to necessarily do that. And I've heard people say, well, Pop has the cred and he can get guys. He Guys, he didn't start like that on day one. Spo didn't start like that on, on day. There's so much out there about Spo and the Heatles about how he did not know how to handle them, how he did not know how to demand things from them, how he couldn't go at them because he didn't have the cachet. And that stuff's all real. So to, to pretend like these great coaches start out like that, to pretend like Bill Belichick started out like that in New England, go ahead and go back to when he was in Cleveland. Not exactly all the cachet in the world to, to start slinging around. The stuff's earned over time. And so Terry Stotts earned that cachet, that respect, that adulation, that understanding over time. But something you have to realize, like anything, you get selfish and... You do what you're going to need to do, what's in probably your best interest, and in Terry Stotts' best interest, was keeping Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum happy. It was, I would demand this. No, you wouldn't. Stop. 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 If your multi-million dollar job that you've lost a couple times because you've had bad teams has, if your job is dependent on keeping guys happy, what do you do? You err on the side of keeping guys happy. LaMarcus Aldridge was not the face of this franchise. Damian Lillard was day one. LaMarcus Aldridge was still keeping him happy mattered. So he was force-fed post-possessions to start every single game, and he was still at the top of the pecking order, even though Damian Lillard was the, the anointed one. Like, th- this this stuff, it's, it's a lot more, it's a lot deeper, but also a lot more simplistic than people make it out to be. And the, the stuff that actually matters in the day-to-day is much more impactful than what plays you run and when you run them. And for a lot of people, I think that's very, very hard to understand or to accept. But that's mostly the reality. Uh, to steal something from Mike Richmond, he, he puts this really well. Coaches' main jobs are to decide who plays when and who they play with. That's, that's the biggest decisions that they make. And when they get that stuff wrong, that's the stuff that you're, you should be more critical about. Um, and with that, for the most part, the Blazers got it right. Like if you match them up against every other franchise, and for anybody out there who is sitting there saying that I'm, I'm backing him up or uh, I'm a Stotts apologist again, you're, you're, you're missing the nuance here. Nobody wants a title for the Blazers more than me, but I also understand the realities of the situation. Firing him in 2017 at the end of the Pelican series, fine, do it. But if you bring him back, you're committed to him for a longer haul. Otherwise, you're looking at a different reset. So let's flash forward now to this season, and they underperformed tremendously, even on top of the COVID stuff. And there's, there's still more stuff that's bubbling under the surface. We don't know what's going on with Yusuf Nurkic. We don't know what's going on with CJ McCollum, whether Norman Powell's going to reach the, like Personnel stuff is all over the place right now. So the Blazers have to get their house in order, and it starts with Coach. So the Blazers move on from Terry Stotts, and it's the right move. 
Um, I, I don't think it's there's any question to that. Nine years is a long time. Uh, I always hesitate to pull that trigger until you absolutely have to. Mostly because there's so many variables at play as we're seeing unfold right now. Um, so the whole idea of you better have somebody in there, and I, I can I can hear the the tweets coming. Anybody's better than Stotts? No, they're not. It can get worse, folks. It can get a lot worse, and that's not a like a a, a fear. It's a actual thing. It's a genuine genuine understanding. When I when the kid stuff first bubbled up, uh, this uh, I don't know how much of it was public then, but this is probably like six weeks ago. And I had a bunch of folks reach out to me. I reached out across lines. And the same thing. It's like, what is happening here? Why the hell would Portland be looking at Jason Kidd? And all the indicators pointed at um, Damian Lillard. Um, Chauncey Billups. Let's go ahead and and take a look here. You've got a first-time head coach, uh, a guy with a lot of cachet, who um, probably has a good relationship with Neil Olshay. What organization is Chauncey working with right now? Is that the Los Angeles Clippers? Do you think Neil still has ties there? Yeah, he does. So that's not exactly surprising. Uh, Not only that, if you're going to bring in a new coach, bringing in a coach with a ton of leverage when you're possibly a GM on the hot seat, that's not a great look for you. You gotta, you gotta make sure that you know you match up just right. You gotta have a little bit of a. You can't have a perfect resume because all of a sudden your resume starts looking, or the coach's resume starts looking better than yours. And if that doesn't work out, then it turns out, oh, even this better coach, um, so to speak, or this new coach, however you want to classify it, is not actually the issue. And it's roster construction. All of a sudden, it starts pointing arrows back at you. So, again, you're talking about being selfish and really framing it in a point of, like, like you're trying to do what's best, but you also have to be mindful of this stuff. And that's that's the ugly part of not just basketball, just sports business in general. Like, it is cutthroat, man. Um, so let's take a look at, at real quick, the candidates, the top two candidates we've heard named. You know what? Screw it. We're going to dive into those guys anyway, so let's talk about the other ones. So just kind of snuff these out. <laughs> let's just do that with it. Uh, Jeff Van Gundy. If he is actually getting a coaching uh, interview, I would be genuinely surprised. He has not coached in 15 years. If anything, guys just like JVG, they're just keeping his name in there in case he wants to come back. And he can take this and he can go to his bosses at ESPN and be like, hey, guys, uh, you know, they, they brought me back here. Maybe you can add a little little number to my paycheck. That's That's a lot of this stuff. And honestly, that's what Jason Kidd's agent does a lot of times. But now we've got some confirmation that it's not just Jason Kidd's agent, that Dame does one kid um i've seen a lot of people say what about david vanderpool what about becky hammond let's let's go ahead and, and take care of the becky hammond one i feel like i've addressed this a lot but it just kind of make sure we tie a bow on this i am firmly in the camp that becky hammond is going to be the next coach of the san antonio spurs they are grooming that path and i've seen people say well why don't they just offer the job in portland It'd be a better job how the hell would it be a better job in portland you're gonna hot seat gm a coach who you you have to follow up when you don't have all of this requisite built-in fundamental knowledge and understanding with your players and the organization that day one the, the pressure is on, the lights are on, you're being set up for failure. Whereas the Spurs, they're in a transition period. Everybody there knows Becky. Everybody understands her, how she works. She understands Spurs culture. She could just glide right in. 
has it, it, that is a place that is the tilling the soil, doing all the legwork before you take over. Coming to Portland is like jumping in a snake pit. It it makes no sense. Why would you do that? It's a it's a it's a worse job. Right now, it is a worse job for a first-time head coach. Even more so for a first-time woman head coach who you want to see succeed. So, no, the Blazers shouldn't go after Becky Hammond because she should take the Spurs job and go be successful there. That's what should happen. The Vanderpool thing. So, he left Portland. Why would he leave Portland? Do you think it was because everything was going swimmingly? Or do you think maybe perhaps things weren't going the way he wanted them to go? And not just with a, a, a chance of moving up at the head coach seat. Maybe he didn't like the way the organization was run. Maybe he didn't like how much he was being paid. Maybe he didn't like the fact that he wasn't being listened to or they didn't want to – he butted heads. With, like, There's so many different things that could be. But then he went to the Timberwolves, and, well, their defense isn't doing any better, and now he's not going to be retained as a, as a assistant coach again. I'm not saying that he's not due for a spot. I think he is. But if you're looking at everything – he doesn't stand out from the crowd any more than anybody else. In fact, he probably has a negative mark against him in the sense, at least for the Trailblazers, of if you're trying to talk about motivating Damian Lillard, having somebody who's going to keep him more accountable and having that cachet, Vanderpool's not a former NBA player. He's not, a, a, you know, in a sense of a Jason Kidd or a Chauncey Billups, a, a Hall of Fame type, right? That carries something with these guys. Part two is he's one of Damian Lillard's really good friends. And I don't know about you guys, in a professional environment, your really good friends typically aren't the ones who are keeping you in check. But I've seen people say, well, my best friends always keep me in check. Okay, cool. I guess you've got the best friends in the world, and they definitely don't enable you at any point in time. Especially guys who are trying to get ahead in their careers and first-time head coaches. That's definitely a, a, a way I could definitely see them keeping him in check. <laughs> like, you got to take a step back from this stuff and think about how it, it's realistically going to go, not the perfect box scenario. So, yeah, no. So, no Becky, no Vanderpool. Um, I saw Juwan Howard's name. That was actually a new name that I hadn't heard floated. Um, I'd be in on Juwan, but if Dame's not in, then Dame's not in. Not only that, I, it's hard for me to figure out what exactly it would take to get him away from Michigan because he's he's building a dynasty there. Um, he's not only that, he's a king there. So that's that's a bit of a tough call. I guess I should probably refresh Twitter while I'm going just to make sure nobody's like has been hired um, on any line here. Um, there's, there's, there's way too much going on right now with this stuff. Um, let's let's dive into the kid stuff real quick because this is physically painful and particularly Damon Lillard. I'm I'm disappointed, and this is purely basketball, purely basketball. Everywhere Kid has been has gotten better after he left. He was working with one of the three best players in the NBA and couldn't couldn't optimize Giannis. Giannis loved him. Listen, here's the thing: like from what I understand, Kid's a really likable, affable dude, and I don't doubt that. But that's not what the Blazers are after. And forgive me if you're watching the video and I'm rubbing my eyes a thousand times. My allergies are an absolute disaster right now i think i'm allergic to jason kidd getting the blazers head coaching job more than anything um uh so the basketball side of the kid stuff is 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 not good if i'm being honest when you think of jason kidd you think about a four quarters offense um that 
really doesn't make a ton of sense. Um, you don't think of that team or of Jason Kidd as being defensive minded. So like if you're looking about like if you're if you're going for that and you don't really look at him as, as being a hard ass, you don't think of him as, as in that regard. I, when I think of Jason Kidd as a coach, I think of Jason Kidd as a meme. That's what I think of. And that's for Dame to go to Chris Haynes and say he wants Kidd to be the guy to negotiate that in public was really weird to me. And honestly, I'm I'm genuinely disappointed. Because you've been an advocate for David Vanterpool, so why aren't you advocating for him now? Like, if you're going to advocate for somebody, here's your chance. Instead, you want a retread coach who hasn't been successful, and that's before we even get to the off-the-court stuff, which is ugly. It's ugly. It, it has no place, frankly, in in, in this, this world. And I'm not... This stuff's so delicate, you have to be careful with it. I, I don't know what the statute of limitations on holding a, a, a crime against somebody is. But if there's other alternatives out there, why not explore those first? Like, that's... I don't think it's that much to ask. So for Dame to go to bat for Kid in the manner that he did so directly with Chris Haynes, it bothered me. Because he's so calculated and spot on with the stuff that he does to just fly by wire on this. I mean, he put it out there. If you want to look for the really ugly part of this, the conspiracy, let me go ahead and tighten the, tighten the hat up here a little bit for you. If you're looking for the conspiracy theory behind this, if the Blazers opt to not go with Jason Kidd, which I, I don't think they will, spoiler, but say they don't go with Jason Kidd and... Something doesn't go right. Let's say they hire Chauncey and things don't go well. Dame can now point and go, see, I told you I want a kid. This is why. And that is another way to set the table to potentially leave. That isn't to freak anybody out, but if I had to guess, that is where this is coming from. Not that he's looking to leave, but that is a, you create these doors these, these escapes along the way so that you can frame this narrative down the road. Damian Lillard and others at the top of the league, are they're very good at this. They, they have PR arms that it work for them. He could absolutely believe that Kid is the guy, but there's also people advising him of how to do this, to go to Chris Haynes in the manner that he did. Not surprising. But... Uh, in the uh, Another Challenger Approaches uh, line of thought, Shams came out after Woj came out with his list. Uh, so Woj had, what was it, uh, Chauncey, was it Chauncey? Um, oh, jeez. Now I've got a live record uh, looking up the Woj tweets. Uh, Chauncey, JVG, Mike D'Antoni, and Jawan Howard. I forgot about MDA. Listen, Dan. Um, Dan Tony, Pringles man's fun, likable guy, affable guy, fun. He's not coming to Portland. That's that's another one of those favors. That just gets him. That's one of those things where he can go get become the highest paid assistant coach on the bench. That's what that does. <laughs> so uh, they're not going to go from an offensive minded coach to an even more offensive minded coach. That's not unless he's bringing uh, Bedzelik along with him. So uh, and I don't think that's happening. Um, 
But then you had the, the I should go back the, the so you had the original tweet from Woj with those four guys Chauncey JVG MDA and uh, Juwan Howard, and then you had Damian Lillard throwing down the gauntlet with Jason Kidd. I want Kidd. Period. Point blank. And then you had the Athletic with Shams and Quick come out and be like, ah, I like J.K. and Chauncey. So that's that's the negotiating in public arm. And ultimately, I think it's between those two guys. I think in a dream scenario, they want to go after a big fish like Spolstra. But I'm assuming the ask would be tremendous. Um, and you might have to give up some to Miami in return for him because he's still under contract. But it's between Kidd and Billups, it appears right now. And if I had to choose between those two, I'm choosing Chauncey Billups. Uh, we've seen what Kidd is a coach. Um Again, I don't believe coaching has much, that much of an impact night in, night out. But bad coaches do seem to have an impact because of how and where they utilize personnel. And I don't think Kidd has done a very good job of optimizing personnel in those positions. Chauncey, there's no book written. So the the gap is wider. He could be he could be worse. He could be better. Um, I, I honestly think Kidd is a, is a pretty steep drop-off from from Stotts. Chauncey I'm pretty hopeful for. Um I like former point guards, that's for sure. I know I know Kid's one of those guys. Uh so it's just one of those things that comes back, but I, I like the way point guards look at games. Um that's my own personal deal. I don't know how well they'll they'll work as head coaches. Like I don't know if Rondo's a guy that you could actually be a head coach because he just hates everybody. <laughs> but um yeah, the, the, the Chauncey hire, I think, is something worth considering. I, I want to throw this out there because I, I didn't know a ton about it. Like 30 seconds before I sat down to record, somebody sent me something about Chauncey Billups being accused or wrapping up a civil case back in the day when it was the Celtics that I wasn't aware of. Full disclosure, I, I wasn't aware of it, and I haven't been able to read it um, quite yet. Uh, I had to sit down to record because it was getting late. So um, this is – I'm. When I'm speaking to here with Chauncey, I'm speaking only on the basketball stuff because I'm I, I, up until a few minutes ago I wasn't aware of it. So, um, excuse my negligence. I just I don't I'm not familiar with it. So, um, if we're if we're looking at between these two, give me Chauncey. Give me the wild card. Um, I, I don't think either are particularly great hire, um, but that's them's the breaks, right? Uh, I would much rather – honestly, I think if Jawan Howard is actually on the list, I, I would like to see it. I, I, it. There's a string there that you can pull, and you can be like, hey, he's been in Portland. He kind of at least gets the culture, even if it was a, a definitely a different time. But he's been here. So um, I'm, I think I'm just going to wrap it up here just because I, there's still so much out there. But for me, because I know some people have asked – you know, what do I think of, of the hires or potential hires? I think it's between Billups and I think it's and Kid. Eileen Billups, um, I like him better for all, all intents and purposes. Just, and I think it has less to do with what I think of Chauncey and more to do with what I don't think of Jason Kidd. Um, we don't know what kind of system Chauncey would run. Um, we've seen what Kidd has run and hasn't exactly been spectacular. Um, if you're looking at Chauncey, 
running some of the sets that you would expect it from his playing days, a lot of elbow sets, a lot of baseline screens, putting a guy like Norman Powell in a lot of actions. A guy like Anthony Simons could thrive in a Rip Hamilton-type role um, <laughs> coming off a million baseline screens. Uh, that could be interesting, to say the least, but... Um, yeah, like I said, this could be a little bit of a shorter one. I'm going to have a rapid reaction. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'm going to end up recording again tomorrow, and that's going to where I'm going to hit a lot on your guys' questions uh, that you submitted. And, again, thank you so much for getting those questions in. You guys didn't disappoint. There were so many um, when I started gathering earlier. You guys came through. I know this is going to be a crazy season we talked about. I know a lot of people didn't believe that a lot of changes were coming. A lot of changes are coming. Uh, I firmly, firmly believe that after the coach, you're going to see some personnel changes and you're going to see some stuff that's pretty surprising. So um, it's going to be interesting. Uh, speaking of surprises, I have some stuff coming out uh, very soon uh, that I'm excited to do announce. It won't mean a ton of changes for anybody. Uh, well, for me, it will. But there will be some changes coming uh, that I'm excited to share with you guys, and I, re I really hope you guys uh, uh, are interested in and, and, and you like it. So um, thank you all for listening. In. If you've got questions, comments, concerns, Leave them in the comment section, either on YouTube or on the Blazers Edge uh, comment section. I do try to respond as bit to as many as I can. Um, I do try to go back and forth because that's that's what makes this stuff fun. So, uh, like, rate, review, subscribe, do all that kind of stuff. Um, help build this community up as we uh, go through probably the biggest changes we're going to see in the Lillard era. So, uh, stay tuned. We'll probably have another one, another podcast up here in the next twenty four hours, and I'll catch you then. Bye. Cause I had time like I'm on my tiptoes Baby, you think a little too small